This is The Peaceful Corner, Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to The Peaceful Corner. Thank you for joining us here once again. Um, And today I have a special guest with me. Um, Her name is Sola. I think I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, it's recording. It's recording. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it's, it's yeah. So long, will I dear delay? Yeah. Okay, good. What she said. Um, <laughs> it's an it's an HR professional and a youth development expert with over eighteen years of concrete experience in Africa, Europe, and North America. By the grace of God, she is also the pastor and founder of House of Cedar International Youth Ministry, an organization with an with a vision to inspire and empower youths and their families to maximize their potentials and fulfill their God-given purpose. She hosts a weekly online program, Family Time, which helps families uh, live purposeful lives uh, while supporting one another to the glory of God. She's blessed, or she's based, sorry, in the United States with her husband and children. So yeah, welcome. Welcome to the Okay, okay, okay that's not too long. No, 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 no. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Welcome. We're glad to have you. It's and if you could just say hello. Okay. Hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure and honor to be here with you today. And yeah. thanks to the host of this part, uh, of this uh, podcast. Yes, Thank yes, you for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So um, today we're going to be talking about parenting, you know, in our time. Um, parenting as believers, you know, what is the difference from, I guess, the part what the world, you know, says a parent should do. You know, now there's a lot of, like, different techniques. Like, I hear now there's, like, gentle parenting, which I'm still trying to understand. <laughs> um, you know, there's different things. So, like, but as um, children of God, like, as, you know, those who are parents, what does that look like? Um, I would say it's a great question. It's a great topic, even at this season that we are in the world today, mm-hmm. whereby Google teaches us a lot. You know? <laughs> yes, definitely. And so we can always find out here and there little bits of things that we can learn about parenting from different people's perspective. Mm-hmm. But I would say from a believer's perspective, parenting is more of a partnership with God, mm. you know, in raising children that are his own seeds, that right. were just loan gifts to us. And then I tell people there's no formula to parenting, uh-huh. but we have like a manual that guides our thinking, that definitely. guides our and thanks to the Holy Spirit as well, too, that is able to inspire us, you know, to do it in a way that is beyond just what the world entails. Yes, the Bible tells us that we are in this world, but we are not, not of this, this world. world. Yeah. So we are not exempted from this world. Definitely. Our kids will go to school with everybody in the world, whether believers or non-believers. <laughs> yeah. So we have to be prepared, you know, to bring a balance in, uh-huh. with the perspective of just knowing that we are doing this in partnership with God. Because. So I would say parenting is just basically partnering with God as believers, you know, to raise the kids that he has given to us mm. to the point where we can then hand them over to him, you know, to continue to lead them the way we were led as well to become before we became parents. Yeah. So to me, working with God, partnering with him as we do this and also being knowledgeable about what is happening in the world well, today. Being aware, you can't be a believer alone and just look at the scriptures alone and <laughs> you are not aware yeah, of what is right, happening. Right, right. So true. as parents in this present age 
partnering God, but being knowledgeable about what is happening in the world mm -hmm. today, yeah. you know, it, it's a, it's a good, great approach to parenting. Mm. Well, I mean, that's a, a very packed answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's definitely true. I like that you say partnership with God, you know, whereas it's not like you're um, doing it on your own. You know, you just kind of have to figure out how it's supposed to work. And like you mentioned, there's like a guide, you know, already for you kind of laid out to, so you know, um, what to do, especially right. when you're confused, you know, right. how to handle certain situations. I guess just to go back on um, what you said um, <clears throat> about like knowing what's in the world. Right. I think like one of the, I think that's a very big thing because, you know, a lot of parents hear certain things, you know, they worry like, oh my God, you know, how are my children going to do this? So I guess <clears throat> um, how should parents handle, you know, like discussing situations? Like, you know, now, like for example, the, you know, and everything, you know, a lot of that's mostly we've spoken of, you know, in schools. They're taught to address people by their pronouns. Right. You know, so obviously that's not something that, you know, God accepts and all that. Right. Yeah, so how do we, how do parents discuss that with their children? Right, I mean, that is a very, I would say it's a profound question, and I, it's, it's a conversation that I have every time. First, being an HR professional, those are topics you have to talk about, <laughs> and also then being a pastor, balancing the world with the Word of God yeah. is always very key. Yes, we are in this world whereby that is acceptable. Mm -hmm. So as much as possible, the only thing we hold them as believers, whether you know they are homosexuals or people that are not, is for to show them love, regardless of who they have, their differences in the agenda, what they are you know, perceptions yeah. about people. But I will approach parenting from different perspectives. I first been an African mom, you know, there's a perspective <laughs> of, you know, African moms as a way we were raised in Africa that is just kind of different from the way, even though I live in the Western world, whereby things are kind of different. So being able to have an open mind is very key. First, you can't even have a conversation with a young person that is dealing with such, you know, yeah. when you don't have an open mind about it. Yeah. Yes, as much as possible. I mean, we don't want to live in a world whereby we put deep our hands inside the sand and our whole butt is all out there and we're not facing the reality of what is happening. Yeah. Even though the kids, if they, they don't feel welcome, they don't see your open mind yeah. in that conversation, trust me, they wouldn't even approach you. They'd rather talk to their friends, they'd rather talk to people that will give them attention, particularly in that area. So I would just encourage parents first, have an open mind, really. And trust God first. The only thing you owe the world is to love them as Christ loves the church. Because he died not just only for believers. He yeah. died for unbelievers and those that have their mindset actually, yeah. you know, yeah. affected by the things of this world. Definitely. And so, yes, as much as possible, we don't accept as that as a standard. Because yeah. the word teaches us as a standard word, which is like the acceptable, the word uh, as in the Bible gives to us. It's a man and a woman. And then that's yeah. the norm in the scripture. That is what our belief system talks about. That is what we hold on to. However, we are in the real world. And apparently there was a message I listened to just about last week about the same thing. We're in the real world. So as much as we are holding on to our truth, we are holding on to what the, God, what the word says about being a man and woman and then a marriage between a man and a woman, yeah. we have to approach parenting also from the real perspective. Yeah. So being able to know that conversation, before you get to the, having a conversation that is very sensitive like that with your young people, you need to be open first with basic conversations. Don't be a parent that is not approachable. Mm -hmm. If you are not approachable on a lower level conversation, yeah. trust me, they won't even want to have a high level conversation with you. So as parents, be open to engage our children 
from a young age. So as they are getting older, they build trust. Yeah. Parenting requires a lot of trust. Yeah. So uh, for us to have that conversation, you need to have trust with your youth, and then you need to know what you're talking about. Base your conversation on facts. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and not on assumptions, and not yeah. on like, oh, they're going, you're going to rot in hell. You know, right. those kind of approaches uh -huh. to parenting. So as much as possible, we just need to approach this parenting, particularly in the area of having sensitive conversations like the one you asked right now on homosexuality, having it from the approach of just the word, know what the right thing is, then know you're in the real world, and then being able to have an open mind towards yeah. having such conversations, then get your facts right. That's true. Yes. That's very true. Yeah, personally, being open, you know, I think that's, like, very important, you know? I mean, even, like, just in anything in the world, right? If you find yourself somewhere, and like you said, we're in the real world. Right. You know, we know that heaven is our home, but we're here for mm -hmm. the time mm -hmm. being. You know, like I was saying to someone the other day that when you go to different countries, you have to be open to their laws and everything that they do. Absolutely. Behave abnormally. Mm -hmm. You know, those types of issues. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, being open to that because, you know, and then obviously still holding on to what God has said in His Word, the True. guide, like you mentioned in the beginning. True. The guide that you have, knowing the facts and, you know, not opinions, because opinions don't mean help anyone. Right, because if you're saying one thing and right. you're saying otherwise, you know, it's like there's confusion. Right. You know, there's not, um, like, who do I believe, right? How do I know <laughs> that yeah. this is going to be, it's going to be okay. Right. You know, because like you said, sometimes because there's no open discussion about it, you know, there's like, uh, honestly, like with most, most children will probably stay in secrecy. Right. Right, like they won't even open up about talk the about whole it. situation mm -hmm. at all. So, I mean, definitely, I agree. I agree with what you um, just yeah. said. Um, <coughs> but I guess moving on, you know, to uh, what you said about uh, knowing the word. Right. Right. Knowing the word. So, I guess I'll say how, I guess how important is it, you know, as a parent, you know, to know the word, hmm. you know, like your relationship with God yeah i mean that is very very important that relationship with god as believer you know parents yeah. is very key so a lot of time you know i as an as a person i want to let them see me mm -hmm. express my knowledge and my relationship with god openly right so they see me express it at home they see me express it as a pastor ministry and they see me express it on every level so there's nothing hidden about my relationship with God. Definitely. And I tell uh, my, my uh, youth, they, if I, when you ask them today, who is your best friend? Trust me, the first question my kids will tell you is like, of course, God. Right. You show it everywhere. You put it all over your face. It's just <laughs> obvious that God is just number one in your heart and in your life. And so they've seen me go through challenges. I'm praying through. Yeah. And they see a breakthrough. They see a miracle happen. And they know God is real. Yeah. And so sometimes when they begin to see that, and then you consciously also sharing as a family, as a parent, you know, parents, whether you're parenting as, you know, father, mother, or even single parent, uh -huh. beyond just seeing is the first thing. And then the next thing is for you to consciously, intentionally sit with them to share the word with them. Yeah. And a lot of time when you approach sharing the word with them, let them read the word themselves, yeah. get their perspective of what they think about what the word it means to them before you begin. Don't, we, we don't just want to throw the word at them. You need to let them 
meet them where they are with the word. Let them see, read the same word that you're reading. Get their own views of it. And then begin to come in, bring everything together and see how that translates to real world. Yeah. So it's important for us to have fellowship with our family, with our yeah. youth as we're raising them. Let them see you serve. Let them see you do the word that you're talking about. Not just a lot of parents make the mistake of teaching the word, but they don't do the word. Mm. Yeah. yeah God is looking for those that will not just teach the word, but you want to be doers of the only kind of parent that you tell your children, God wants the truth. There are some things that God hates. He hates lies. And then somebody is looking for you and you go and tell your child to go and tell the person that you are not in. That's right. You get what I mean? So yeah. as parents, let them see us do the word, express the word, and also let them also come with their own views of the word yeah. and be, then be able to have a conversation to get things right in that perspective. In that way, they feel the word is not just something that is like hard to achieve. That's right. They see that you're living your life with ease, even with the word embedded in it. They know me at home. I'm the same person when I'm at work. So just that consistency in just letting them know about your relationship with God, how important it is and how it translates to your work in everyday life. That helps as a parent. We need to guide our parents to a certain age. Then when they go past that age, I would say, let the guide come with requests mm. let them ask for our help before we give our opinions and you know let them ask for our opinions before we give it sometimes let them yeah. ask for our help before we give it like a married let's say married parent right now and you go to the house of your child you can't just be giving your child <laughs> guidance when it is not needed some parents still do which i think is wrong yeah, yeah. I think stepping your that's family. true so i would say from a childhood age to the time that they get to be an adult which is 18 in this part of the world that we are in we can provide more guidance. That's why we are the parents are the guardians of those children. Yeah. Even the Bible tells us in the book of Psalms, you know, that you know, I will guide you in the way to go and yeah. I will lead you in the yeah. way to go and I will guide you with my eyes. So we need to provide that leadership. We need leadership. to provide that guidance much more than the control. Even with young children, guiding them is different from controlling them. Controlling mm -hmm. them, you know, you put your child in a naughty corner, your hands are stuff and all that. <laughs> That's you know, a lot of them, then control comes, I would say guidance comes after you have given instructions. Mm. But parents, they punish even for the things that they have not given instructions <laughs> about. Yeah. So as parents, you give instructions, then you can now guide them. You That's know? right. And then when they go out of place, sometimes punishment, I would say discipline is, is even God disciplines us yes, sometimes. Yes, it does. It makes us go through some things in life just to, for discipline. Yeah. Say to your parents, there's a, an approach of discipline that we use for different mm -hmm. age categories. Mm -hmm. The way you discipline a child that is little is different from the way you <laughs> instill discipline in somebody that's older. Yeah. And when they get to an adult stage of 18, they're full adult. They can make decisions. Yeah. And they are responsible for their mm -hmm. behavior. So as parents, let us start young. From five, from six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You can't be raising your hand to slap somebody that is 12, 13, 14. <laughs> Even, I'm like... You put yourself at risk. You do. You you know? <laughs> because trust me, imagine me, you know, trying to slap my teenager that is uh, going to be 16. I'm like, I put myself at risk doing mm, that. So true. there's a way, maybe when he was younger, you want to just chastise them by just, you know, spare the rod. And that's a statement a lot of parents use, the scripture parents use, say, spare the child, you know, spare the rod and spare uh -huh, the child. Uh -huh. That is a child. So that approach changes as they get older. You need that's to right. use more words. And then you need to use more convincing and encouraging than use using force. <laughs> no. So control, I wouldn't use that word control, but I would say guidance uh, and also, you know, leadership in guiding those children. Then maintaining discipline as the need arises, knowing that you are the authority in their lives mm -hmm. before they become adults. Yeah, so, definitely. 
I, I mean, that's true. Because I'm like, I'm thinking about it, and I mean, even as full grown adults, if anyone is really trying to control I you, know. You're, more, <laughs> you're more than likely to be like, oh, no, I'm not doing that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess the same way, I think there's that shift, like, of like, okay, they're growing, mm-hmm. right? And yes, I, I, like you said, guidance. There has to be right. guidance rather than, oh, I'm controlling Control. your yes. life, right? Because I gave her to you, mm-hmm. right? right. Um, like I said, most adults, you know, if someone's really trying to control you, you know, there'll be a lot of like resistance, you right. know, push back. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's definitely true. Guidance rather than control. Right. Like guidance <clears throat> and leadership rather than control. Yeah, because yeah. control is more like subduing and over, over dominating. And yeah. in the scripture in the book of Genesis, it says, man and woman, they created he, he them. them. And it says, yeah. have dominion over the, the earth, the uh, earth and the animals. Right. So we should be having control and dominion over animals, our pets, yes. and not our children. <laughs> Rather, we That's should lead right. and actually direct and yeah. guide our children in the right way, training them in the way to go. So when they are older, they would not depart from it. That's right. And I, I mean, I, and like you mentioned earlier, even like with God, God is not an authoritative person. Right, he kind of he gives us a choice, and he said the Holy Spirit is there to guide us. Yeah. Right, making the decision to listen mm-hmm. to what the Holy Spirit says is another thing. Right. Right. So, um, okay, well, you know, um, what are like roles of, I guess, fathers and mothers, you know, in like children's lives or just in the home, right? Because I mean, the Bible tells us, you know, um, the different roles, mm-hmm. you know, but I think sometimes it's maybe misconstrued, you know, maybe. Um, you know, and not really shown to children, right? Like this is that role mm-hmm. that I play. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I would say. I mean, from what we, you know, from you know, reading the, he says God is the head of the family first, uh-huh. and just in the right order, God is the head of the home. Then the uh, is the head of the man, and then the man is the head of his own family, and then the woman is there to support as a light mate, you know, like a support mate. Like a pillar, yeah, just like that. And then I will say, for father and mother, I really can't turn my head if my neck is stiff. Mm. True. So as a woman, <laughs> it's a partnership as well. Yeah. So you can't say, oh, the head, I'm the most important part of the body. Uh-huh. The body does the whole family. The neck, the woman is like the pillar, is like the neck. Mm. So it turns the head in every direction it chose to go to. Right. So there has to be that support system along the line. The children That's right. need to, there has to be order in the house. That man that is not submitted to God will find it difficult mm. to have a woman support to her. Right. So the same thing also, a woman that is unruly towards her husband and the man that is unruly towards God, their children will be all over the place. That's true. So for us to maintain that order also in the house, as revealed in the scripture, Mm -hmm. you know, is for the man first as the head of the home, model and role model, you submitting to God, to your children and to your wife. It's easier for a woman to support you. You see a man that is behaving... in a crazy manner, uh-huh. it's difficult for a woman to actually. He's not taking responsibility for everything. The woman is the one bringing it to people. The woman is the one. He doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. That is not showing example it's of fun. that leadership. Yeah. If you have been blessed by God as a man, submitting uh-huh. to God makes it easier for all the people to flow into that same line. Yeah. So when you see a home where that is not well role modeled, you see that there's a break in that transition. Yeah. And so guess what? There's always chaos in such an environment. So for us as parents, it's a good time for us to reflect and ask yourself if you are the man in your home. 
are you submitted to God? Ah. And then also again, it says also submit one to another. Yeah. When you submit to God, it's good for you to live at peace with your wife in a calm, gentle manner. Yeah. When you use that way, not the word I use is uh, let me borrow that word again. Control. control. If yeah. you're the kind of man you're not submitted to God, but you want to control your life, mm, mm. it becomes a, an issue because right. you are not created to control human beings, to control your wife, but to control and the animals that are yeah, in it yeah so it becomes an it becomes an issue because a woman nobody wants to be controlled yeah. even a little child doesn't want to be controlled <laughs> no, no. so it becomes an issue there's always chaos and lack of peace in such an environment yeah so for us to move forward everybody just needs to reflect on where they are are you sub- submitted to your parents are you honoring your parents as a child then as a woman are you honoring and submitting to your husband and as a man are you submitting to god but if not, everybody just needs to amend their ways in that regard and things will begin to fall in place. Because mm. guess what? It is what you give. You can't give what you don't. You can't have what you don't. How would I put it? You can't give what you don't have. You cannot give yeah, what you don't have. Yeah, and definitely. then you cannot expect what you don't give yeah. to others. So mm. you do to others what you have them give to That's you. right. That's right. And I, I mean, I think, you know, our word today is partnership. <laughs> you know, partnering, you know, with everyone. Right. Right. Because like you said, not control, but leadership. Right. And, you know, even as you placed it of, um, you know, as a father or a man of mm-hmm. the house, you know, there's submission to God so that you can leave your home um, and partner with your wife so that, you know, you live in a peaceful environment. Um, you know, like I said, it's important because it's like a chain reaction. Right. Like, it you is. know, things are okay here, you know, everything else will feel the effect right. of it as well. Um, so, I mean, definitely really um, profound, I must say. Um, I guess, so, well, I, people, like, so, I mean, there are stable parents, you know, people yes. who are, you know, you know, by themselves. You know, so what, I guess I say, what advice would you give them? You know, having to hmm. take on, like, the role of two people... Sure. you know as one person right i would say first it's 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 the it's a special role i would say mm-hmm. and uh, and i just pray for them really that god i always do that god gives them double strength right that gives them double wisdom give them double grace and support from the people around them to raise those children in you know train them in the way of god but as a woman that is a single parent or a man that is a single parent raising kids by themselves, maybe by virtue of their spouses passing or they're uh-huh. married or divorced or things like that, mm-hmm. just know still it is partnership. Yeah. So now more than before, you're going to partner double effort with God. Yeah. And then as a single parent parenting, it, it takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> so if you're a woman, have people that are father figures in the lives of those children That's right. that can still guide them. You want to look for mentors for your children that are men that can guide them in the right direction. Mm. Praying by the Holy Spirit will get you to lead them in the right direction. Yeah. Because you don't want to go and commit your children to a mentor that is a bad person. Definitely. And but on the surface, it looks perfect. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of time you have to prayerfully do that. And just, just know as a single parent working, you still need to the help of God. Mm-hmm. And then you still need to have the same strategy of open mind. But this time around, you're partnering more with God and then you're seeking for help and support yeah. from other people that are willing to. You don't need to hide. You don't need to feel bad that you're a single parent, but just see it as a thing of joy and double grace to do the assignment. Definitely. Don't hide in your space and then be suffering by parenting by yourself. Right. If you know you're not clear on things, seek for counsel. Yeah. And then people yeah. are willing to help if you're open. They don't want to come to you to come and be giving you advice when uh, you have no such for that's advice. Right. That's so right. as single parents, 
be humble to seek for help. Yeah. And then people will be willing to open their hands to help. Not everybody, some will not listen. Yeah. But the people that are your own, you have to prayerfully seek them yeah. out. God will raise people for you that can help you, even with this. There's so many single parents that I, I help, you know, in one way or the other to guide them with their parents, with their young people. When they call me, there's a way I pay special attention to them because yeah. I know that they have a need. Yeah. in that area and God has really been showing forth his help in that area so as a single parent it's not a, don't feel bad don't feel alone but just trust God partner with him and seek for help as much as possible mm, that's that's very true partnering um, <laughs> you know like you said earlier you know nobody or even with children you know sometimes you don't need to give certain things especially when it's not asked for mm. Like you said, I mean, yes, you know, you may feel like, okay, you know, they probably need it. Right. But like you said, I guess, you know, some people be like, I didn't ask for your help, right? Um, or they got it, right? And you, I mean, your intentions are good. Right. <laughs> Definitely, you know, but like you said, always just seeking for help. Right. Um, and actually, I, I remember now, I wanted to go back off, you know, we're talking about roles of fathers and mothers, you know, and, you know, in a lot of pl- places, well, especially in like the African community, I would say, but not so much. Like uh, this, it's still out there. Um, there's like um, fathers, right? You know, you see in the Black American community. You know, there's a lot of children that you know don't have their fathers in their house, right. um, or if they do have their fathers in their house, you know, there's a lot of contention. No. You know, um, some children don't have a relationship with their father. I remember I was reading a passage in the Bible. Alright, the Bible says, fathers, you know, don't provoke your children. Um, and, and something else. But I was like, why did you only say fathers? You know, not, not that mothers can't provoke their children. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, but I was, I was, I just stood for a minute, and I was like, God, you know, only fathers? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but then, you know, starting to understand that there is a role fathers play. Right? And like you said, in that leadership role. Right, if a leader is seen as someone who's pushy or authoritative, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of push, like push, like you know, they don't feel like they can touch that territory. Mm-hmm. You know, in some homes, when fathers come home, everywhere is silent. <laughs> right, compared to when maybe you know it's just them and their mom, or them by themselves, it's a laughter and joy. You know, so I, I just wanted to be kind of shed light on that. Yes, I mean, that particular scripture you mentioned, you know, right now, I was just looking at it and I started laughing, really. I did, To me, I just said, parents do not provoke. But now I'm saying it's actually just the fathers, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so fathers have a work to do. So really, I'll say more of a, that's in Ephesians chapter 6, and it says that in verse 4. Yeah. That says, Father, do not provoke your children to, to wrath. And uh, I would say, fathers, hmm. I've not really thought deeply about it uh-huh. you know, in terms of fathers, but often time in the home, just like you said, there's the, the, the usually we have absentee fathers in some communities. It's yeah. very common, yeah. or they are even there, but they are not really taking the role that they're supposed to take. Yeah, and so, so in a way, if there's a disconnect from the top. Uh-huh. It has more impact than when there's a disconnect mm. in the middle, middle. Mm, because true. it cuts off totally. And then you not taking responsibility can be very provocative. Uh, you being not being absent yeah. can be provocative because now that person that connects them directly with God is just missing. Mm, mm. That is a missing link. And then so I, I mean the honors will be on the men, you know, and also the young boys. That's why a lot of times my son, I don't spare him. 
I give him extra lecture that I give my daughter because I'm like, you know, as a man, you need to know, you need to be there for your wife. Yeah. You know, like I'm giving him yeah. the extra knowledge, yeah. knowing that your role is much more important That's because right. a woman can choose to cross her leg and act like a child, like in the home, <laughs> if the man is taking the lead and taking the responsibility. That's very and true. a lot of time, because not men naturally have ego. Uh-huh. When they're not doing well, there's a tendency to want to be in the self-defense. Yeah. And yeah. so being in self-defense can actually tail down to just frustrating and provoking everybody That's around right. them. That's right. That's right. They don't true. want anybody to correct them. They don't want people to tell <laughs> them what to do. They just feel that, yes, you want the title, but you don't want the responsibility uh-huh. of you linking your family. to. So there's a huge disconnect from the top when a man is not working in the will of God. And yeah. it, it, it just trickles down to the, the, the woman is now taking the role of a man. Mm-hmm. And then the man feels out of place. And then it begins to take out that frustration That's on right, the children. So there's yeah. a lot of provocation in that Thanks. regard. So as men, and you know, I'm glad that I have a young man here that ended up leading his own family also in the way of God. It's yeah. important to know. Most importantly, avoid having that big disconnect from God because it will trickle down to provoking not just your children, but you can provoke your spouse as well. That's right. And I think, like you said, wanting that title. But not, you know, doing the work right. that, you know, measures up to that title. Like, yes. you're not going to be a president a yes. if you're, you know, acting like a governor, mm-hmm. you know? So, right. like you said, it's very true, you know? And I think something that stood out to me is the place of, like, the relationship with God. You know, that submission to God is so important so that you do know how to lead. You do right. know how to be a father. Um, <clears throat> so you're not provoking everyone. Right. Um, like you said, there is that tendency to, you know, be... You know, I was talking to a group of boys and I was like, oh, they explained the scenario of someone who had did something to them. And I was like, so what are you going to do about it? Are you going to like talk to him? He was like, no, I'm not going to talk to him so that he know next time he's not supposed to do that. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, well, that doesn't really help you. I know, <laughs> you know? right? Doesn't help them. You know, it doesn't help anyone if you're just angry and moping and, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you know, I, that like defense that you put up, you know, it, it doesn't really help anyone. And I was like, then again, you know, if you, then you take these characters and you lead, and it leads up to now when you become a father, right? right? And the same things you don't want, you start to do them, you know? Um, And you don't want these people to treat you that way, but then that's how you're treating others, you know? So I definitely um, think, like you said, that that, um, connection with God is so important. And it seems to be a little missing in a lot of homes right whereas it's maybe it's the mom that's taking on the children to church you know teaching them the word of god you know stuff like that and there are families that you know fathers are doing that but it's it's very rare yeah so you know but i think like i said the emphasis on that relationship with god you know apart from you know providing for the family right in order to provide you need god Mm -hmm. you know i think maybe sometimes because of society and how society has made things uh, a man of God said that, like, when, I think he grew up, like, I don't know, he's old, so, but <laughs> he said that in his own time, like, showing affection was not a thing, mm-hmm. right? He said he was five years old when he hugged his mom, and his grandpa said, you don't do that as a, as a man, <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, okay, so then he said that, so when he grew up and when he got married, he said, you know, that, sh- like, vulnerability, you know, showing affection to his wife was something that was, like, a problem, you know, because that was something that, in his family and growing up like it was not a, you know it was missing so if he can't even do it to his wife 
definitely his children, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be a problem. But it's like, obviously, God helped him, you know, in partnering with God, like you said. So, the connection between God and man very, very important. is very important, you know. And because God is a family man, you know, he, he spoke to Abraham, right? And if Abraham didn't believe as much as he believed, Sarah would have, he would have, he would have probably stopped hearing about right. it. I mean, oh, everything stops when the man says it's enough. Exactly. Then there's now the transfer of that responsibility to the woman when yes. the man is missing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even like with Adam and Eve, you know, Eve, when Eve, you know, had done it, it didn't seem like a thing, right? But mm-hmm. Adam also partook of it because God told Adam. And then when he was going to ask again, he asked, he asked Adam. He did not ask Eve. He did not ask Eve. Adam just was like, oh, she was the problem. You know, she was the one that... Because it was like, I, you're the one that I put as, you know, the head, right? There was, you're the one that was responsible. Right. She, before I, Eve came, you know, everything was in your hand. Um, so definitely, um, may God help fathers. Yeah, it's, it's a huge challenge. You know, so that's it. So we just need to also... But clearly also we're in a society whereby... We talk about women taking the lead now as much as possible, mm-hmm. trying to play down on the role of a man. Yeah. As a believers, we don't want to do that. Yeah. We still want to continue to encourage them, lift them up where they are, and just to remind them to look up to God. Mm. In doing that, we relax as women and take our own role as women, virtuous women, you know, just taking care of the things that are there. But not taking that leadership because it gets overwhelming. Really. That's true. And then now we have women trying to be men. And it's just <laughs> a whole lot of things going on. It definitely is. But we must always go back to the basics of the word of God and then see how we can retrace our steps back even when we fail. Yes, definitely. Okay, I think last, so. Lastly, I just want to talk about like parents praying, you know, together as family, praying for your children. You know, something that we see married, you know, probably when the angel came to her, you know, said, Be unto me as. Mm-hmm. You know, I was your servant, right? And the Holy Spirit was with her and, you know, there. Um, but she definitely, you know, she was, I mean, as a mother, she could have really stopped Jesus from doing certain things, you know, like, I'm your mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even when they were looking for Jesus, like, at right. all, you know, they're like, oh my God. You know, but even in that place, you know, people were, um, there are people who are even waiting to see Jesus, you know, and telling her things. <laughs> to Joseph, it didn't really, you know, seem like much. But, you know, the Bible always recalls that she was like, you know, like she was taken back, like, wow, like this is actually true. Um, so, you know, I guess, um, you know, parents praying for their children, you know, especially when it comes to like big decisions like career, you know, like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> that always seems like a big one, um, you know, in choosing a spouse. Mm. All right. Because I mean, I've heard of stories where, you know, parents, even as, you know, because they train their child, you know, the way they should go mm-hmm. right so by the time they came to tell them about their spouse the parents already knew because god had spoken praying. to them mm-hmm. right so you know i just want you to quickly yeah i mean that is also very very key i mean as parents praying parents i would say i mean it, a lot of things you could settle in a place of prayer than fighting through it or yeah. just google you know just finding running all over the place for help where it's not <laughs> Exactly. You know, so as parents, it's good for us to draw inner strength from our relationship in the place of prayer. Uh And so, as parents praying as individual, first, I as a parent, I have my prayer closet. That's where I run to. Uh My parent, my whole family knows that's (laughs) a part of the house that is just me. If you want to come in, you have to enter my space with respect. Right. That's my prayer point. As individual parents, have a prayer point for yourself, Uh and then as couple come together as 
you know as because families are different some they can afford to come together once a day yeah. once a week yeah once a month every family is different so Definitely. don't compare your family to another, to another family one. see what works for your family right. have a time that you create a family altar yes yes where you pray together a yeah. family altar is just a place of connection between you and god let your children know that you know when they say guys come together they know that is it we leave everything our gadgets and our phones and everything so uh-huh. have that time that you pray for your children then pray with your children when mm-hmm. they're going through a lot of time we pray for them but we yeah. don't pray with them they don't see how we, we pray, pray. That's so right. they don't know how to pray when they are left by themselves oh, yeah just like the adapter they can connect us we are the connector between them and god so sometimes when the adapter is on the floor they forget to, to realize that they can actually connect directly to god oh, because they don't know how to. that's right that's so when right. we pray with them we teach them how to pray yeah so then also uh, we need to also realize that teaching our children how to pray is different from also praying. Let them pray for themselves. We will pray for them. We pray with them so that they yeah. can learn how to do it. That's then right. you listen. Let them pray. Sometimes just the children lead us to pray. Uh-huh. You don't yeah. need to back up their prayers. Even if it's just that, that, that's enough. That's, Knowing that you know right. what you grow in it, and then the more right. you do, we are encouraging you to develop that skill of being prayer, of being prayerful. You know, the best way to do that, which I tell parents, is like just go through the word with them, then use that same word you've read to pray. That's true. Just like the scripture that we made reference to today, fathers do not provoke <laughs> your children. Just turn this into prayer. Right. In the house, fellow, in the house, in, in, in devotion. And then the father can pray, the children can pray, Father, Lord, help my dad not to be provocative. Dad can pray, God, help me not to be provocative. The woman like strengthen my husband not to be. So that way, we pray the word. That's right, praying the word. Yes. (laughs) Very important. Yes. So praying the word, it helps us to actually develop the culture of praying. You know, let them hear you pray about little things, pray about big things, and that way they also know that it is not a big deal. It's just talking to God. Yeah, and I like that you said praying the word because you know I think sometimes we just pray what comes to our that head. That in fact, praying the word that's my strategy in my family. After we done with our devotion, okay, let us pray using the, the word. Yeah, studying. definitely because it's God's word. Yes, God doesn't go against His word. Yes, you know, and it's so important. Like you said, praying with your children, praying for your children, praying by yourself. You know, um, strength because it strengthens. You know, each uh, strengthening each other. Right. Um. You know, I need, I need builds you yourself, yourself as well. You know, to help you, you know, be close with God. Mm-hmm. You know, even as you you go out and go in your life. Well, I think that's that's pretty much it mm. for today. I had one more, but I was like, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for it's you know all the um, insight. You know, we're partnering with God now. I know. <laughs> Everyone. I would um, say one more thing before we wrap up is the issue because I work with young people. I just want to encourage the young people listening that are not yet married. They're not yet parents. Yeah. So let you know, even people that don't have kids yet that are like, I don't want to do it because I think it's hard work. Right. It's not as hard yeah. as you think it uh-huh. is. If you just know that, you know, I'm going into it in partnership with God. Every situation is different. Every parenting style is different. Every child is different. Yeah. One child might give you less pressure. Another child will take you to more. another level of strategy. That's right. But working, just having a mindset that, you know, God, we got this together. We can do it together. And then go into everything, just trusting God, praying through it, and then knowing that, you know what? Yes, we can. Yeah. That's very true. I, yeah. Primary with God. You know, like... Um, God deals with all of us one on one. Right. You know, it's not like a one size fit all. You know, um, and that's true with every child. You know, with every home, like you said earlier. You know, find what works for you. 
you know, and still do like what is needs to be done. Right? Or not and not using like your situation as an excuse no. to not even do it at all. And as an example as well, your own foundation that was faulty as an example. Yeah. Let the foundation be on the word. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, can you just, you know, say a word of prayer before we go? Sure. Yeah. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time that we've just spent in your presence. We ask, oh God, as this word goes forth, I pray that it will minister light to people in the name of Jesus. Amen. It will bring direction, it will bring guidance to as many struggling with the, you know, the partnership of parenting. Let us have our eyes open to know that with you we can do all things. Amen. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love you. Lord, we thank you because we know we will not fail as parents. On the account of our children, we will not be found wanting. Amen. And as Jesus and as many parents laboring over their children, that our labor of love will not be in vain over Amen. them. In the name of Jesus. And we pray for the missing parents, that Lord, you will open their eyes and realize and go back to their connection with you. Amen. So at the end of the day, they can actually impact life to their families in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, our Father and our God. We give thank you praise you, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for ha- coming on. We're so gr- glad to have you had you. Amen. And thank you all for joining us here. Join us again next time. Bye bye. All right. Thank you. Bye.